Uh, well, good morning. Welcome to Valley Lights Church. And uh, this is the very first service of 2022. Man, that's really weird to say. I know it's going to take me probably another month to, to get writing that, uh, that date out on things. Uh, but my name is Barry, and uh, I'm glad I can uh, share this message with you today. And whether you're watching from one of our watch parties or, uh, you know, from somewhere in Santa Cruz or, or wherever you're watching from in the world, uh, we're so glad that you joined us. We hope this message today is helpful. And um, I'm really excited uh, that Bruce asked me to speak today, uh, really because this is my favorite time of the year. I love New Year's. And I know a lot of people would say that maybe their favorite holiday is Christmas or they just got done with Thanksgiving. They really like that. Uh, maybe your favorite day of the year is your birthday, something like that. I love New Year's Day. And um, I'm such a big fan of it. I've been to New York twice for uh, New Year's. I've watched the ball drop. I've been freezing cold with a whole bunch of strangers, and I really, really love it. I love the whole idea of a fresh start, and New Year's is a, is a time for fresh starts, and so it's really exciting uh, that you know we're here at this time of year. And uh, another thing, probably, I've always been kind of a night owl, and I think New Year's is probably the only holiday that has a component that's, uh, that's staying up late is, uh, is part of it. So I've always really enjoyed it. And uh, actually, the older I get, I'm becoming more of a morning person uh, because of my wife. And so I'd say that uh, now I've got kind of a new thing. We like to do uh, New Year's at about 9 o'clock and then uh, wake up early and start the year off fresh. So I just love the whole thing about a new start, uh, closing out the old year and starting something new. And uh, so it's exciting to get to talk to you today. Uh, and I know that there are some people out there that maybe are goal people. Uh, who, who here has already started uh, a goal for this year? Maybe you can uh, type it in the chat and share with everybody a goal that you've had. Uh, maybe you're a person that makes a resolution. Maybe you've already broken a resolution. Let us know about that as well, maybe. That's kind of usually kind of funny. But I'm excited to speak today uh, because we're at the beginning of another year. And, and what are we going to do? This is uh, day two of the year, so we have about 363 days left in this year. So what are we going to do with all this? Uh, when I think of uh, the various goals that I've set over the years on New Year's, uh, to start off on a new year and do something different, I think about like goals like, I'm going to lose this many pounds this year. Um, or maybe I make a financial goal, I'm going to contribute this much money to my retirement this year. Man, I'm going to be ready, set for the future. Or I'm going to read this book. Man, I'm going to go, I'm going to read more books than I did last year. Or I'm going to try this new skill uh, that I've been kind of afraid of, of getting better at. Or I'm going to get some coaching in this area, but I'm going to do better. I'm going to go stronger. I'm going to do more. My, go my goals, the goals that I set are always more, more, more. And you may be a goal person. I know that there's some of you listening going, I never set goals. I've broken so many of them. I'm, I don't even deal with that anymore. Uh, but whether you, uh, whether you set goals for the year or you're just going to see how things play out, uh, we all want to have a better year this year than we did last year. So how, are we, how do we achieve these goals in this year? Uh, well, we generally do that by, uh, by figuring out how to do more. We're going to work harder or longer. We're going to slack off less and produce more. Uh, maybe you think, you know, I need to focus more on myself than other people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus more on, on the things that I have to do and not worry so much about what everybody else thinks. Um, there, are, uh, there are very few goals we set in the year 
that involves doing less. And uh, it's really good to work hard, especially if you have a worthy goal that you're going off, of, off uh, after. But is that all there is, just gutting it out to reach the next goal? Uh, what really got me thinking about this is uh, my wife and I just are going through a big change right now. We just had our second child, and so uh, we're not getting a lot of sleep, but we are having a lot of fun. Uh, but I can feel that pressure growing on me. And I, I felt this pressure when I got married. I felt this pressure when we had our first child. But there's just so much more complexity and uh, chaos that comes with the second child. And I'm thinking about our future and all the things I want to see uh, God do. And I actually had a conversation this week uh, with one of my coworkers that was just, uh, it, it really got, got me my mind spinning. Um, he had actually just let our whole team know uh, that he was having to resign from our company. And um, he let me know that one of the reasons that he had to resign is because uh, some things are just falling apart at home. This is a guy that's been really, really successful. Um, he built a company that actually my company bought. I work, uh, I work for a security company. We do, uh, I do, I'm a sales consultant for them. And um, this guy, he, he built a business that my business bought. Uh, he works very hard. He's always there before I am, and I'm there very early. And he's always there about an hour after anybody leaves. So he's there all the time. He works really, really hard, but he's kind of come to a point where he's kind of at the end of his career and things are just falling apart at home. Um, he's already been through uh, a marriage that, that fell apart, uh, but there's so much trouble going on with his kids and, and all kinds of things that he said, you know what, I have to resign. I need to focus on home. And I just got a pit in my stomach because I'm looking at this guy and going, man, he works so hard. He's gutted it out for so many years. And all these things that he's, he's worked hard in, or this job that he's worked so hard in, all the things that he was working hard to support is just falling apart. And I look at this and I just have to think like, how can I do this different? I don't want to be like that. I want my, my marriage to flourish. I mean, we've only been married for four years, but I want to continually grow in my marriage that at the end of this journey that she and I like being around each other, that we're, that we're still together, that um, my kids grow and don't just get older, but they learn to walk with God and, 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 and they live a life that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's blessed and uh, we get to see good days together as a family moving into the future. All these things that we build, I don't want to build and build and work so hard and see everything fall apart. And so having this conversation with him, I, I was just, my mind was spinning. And maybe you, you're, you've seen this too. Like we've, we've looked around and you see somebody that's at the end of the journey that have done all the things that you think you have to do, work hard and whatever, and it all falls apart. What do we do? We're moving into a brand new year. There's all sorts of things that we could do, but what do we do to build a life that's going to last? We're going to look at today a guy who, in many ways, you could probably say was having the worst year of his life, maybe even the worst decade of his life. But he learned uh, some new things about God, and as he walked through this awful year, he actually experienced some blessings that might have made it the best year of his life. As we look to 2022 and all that we want to get accomplished, wouldn't it be awesome to, that we could say that, you know, it was a hard year, but man, God did some amazing things. There's some really cool things in this passage. It's from a chapter of the book of Psalms, 
And it's actually uh, a chapter that, uh, that Bruce just recently did a message series out of. Uh, if you listen to the Stacking Good Days series, uh, if you haven't, it's a great series. You should go back and look at that. This could be almost considered like a prequel because it's the beginning of that chapter. But we'll be looking at a passage in Psalm 34, verses 1 through 10. And I just want to set this up real quick as we get started. Uh, this passage is like one part journal entry, one part like battle anthem. Because uh, this guy, he's, he's telling what happened to him, but also just praising God because he succeeded. It was written by a guy named David, who was eventually the king of Israel. This guy was good looking, the Bible says. He was talented and he had God's blessing, which is more important probably than any of those other things. God had set him up that he was going to be the king of Israel, but he wasn't there yet. David um, was, found himself in a place where he was ran, running from his king, a very jealous king, had kicked him out of his country, and he'd run into a new jealous king that kicked him out of that country. But in all of this, uh, God delivered him from the trouble. And so this, where we join him in this psalm, he is just praising God and thanking him for getting him through that awful time. So today, uh, we're going to be looking at what David wrote after going through such an awful, awful time period. So let's join him in Psalm 34, 1 through 10. It says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lion may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Well, that sounds like, in spite of being a pretty awful year, that's some pretty amazing things that God did. Let's look at a few of the things that, uh, that David experienced. He praised God. He, he, he experienced something that was so amazing that he just wanted to praise God. He experienced God's answer to his prayers. He was delivered from things that he feared. He was saved from the trouble he was in. He experienced supernatural protection. It says that angels encamp around the person who fears the Lord. He experienced that. He experienced God's goodness and overall closeness with him. He experienced God's provision. It says that he lacked no, you would lack no good thing. He experienced all these things personally during this pretty awful year. And why did, why did David experience and receive this amazing blessing from God? Well, did it, I mean, did he just gut it out and see if it turned out all right for him? I mean, a lot of us, when we go through a really difficult year or something like that, we say, ah, I just got to push through. I'm just going to make it through and we'll see if it works out. I'm sure it'll work out in the end. Or did he just think positively? Just say, ah, you know, I'm, I'm just keeping my mind positive. I'm going to keep pushing through. Uh, maybe for a more spiritual answer, did, 
did David uh, get into a new Bible study and read something that just kind of changed him in this area? Well, no, it was none of these things. In fact, he, he didn't really have time uh, you know, to do many of these things because um, this guy was on the run. He had people attacking him and trying to kill him and kick him out of their country, all that kind of stuff. He didn't have time for any of the things that we might uh, see as like the normal solutions to the problems that we go through. Um, so what did he do that led to all these blessings that he experiences in this passage? David sought the Lord. He looked to him. He called out to God. He chose to fear God, which uh, we talked about in the, the last message series, that fearing God means we, we choose to stay inside of his boundaries and do what he says. Um, he did that. He took refuge in God. Basically, in the midst of it all, David chose to trust God, even in such a really awful time of, the year, uh, of his life. And the question that we need to ask ourselves is, was it worth it? David went through some awful things. Was it worth it? As you read through this list of things that, that God gave and in, in David experienced through this whole thing, if you knew that God would give you the same results, if you would go through such an awful time, would it be worth you, you going through those things? Maybe the things that you're going through right now, they might be awful as well. But maybe God is going to use those things as you walk with him through them uh, to develop some of these other things in your life. Or maybe another question wouldn't really be, uh, would it be worth going through such awful times? But can we trust God in just a normal day? Can we trust God when it's just, when everything's going well? It's not the, the worst year of our life. It's maybe in the midst of our best year of our life. Can we trust God in that time? These are all good questions to ask. Um, there are things that we want to happen in our lives that God is going to use these awful times of our lives to develop depth and bring blessings to our lives and bring closeness to Him. But we have to be willing to not just try to get through it and push through it in our own strength, but we need to learn how to trust God. And David was in a position where he absolutely uh, you know, could have done any of those things just to try to bust it through. But he trusted God along the way. And again, that's why it opened him up to all these different blessings. One of the verses in this passage that I really, really love is verse 8. It says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And I've, I've memorized that verse many years back. Uh, one of my pastors had talked about it in a message. And I was like, oh man, that's a really good verse. I should learn it. But you know, when you, when you learn a verse, as you're memorizing, you kind of go through the different components of it. And the part that I didn't really like is that second part. The, uh, you know, you kind of think about it. If it just said, taste and see that the Lord is good, I would just go, oh man, that's just a great verse. Taste and you just experience how good he is, man. He is a good God. But there's something about that. Uh, Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. That's just kind of, kind of rubs me a little bit. And I think what it is, is uh Man, taste and see in the Lord is good. That just sounds really easy. I can do that. But taking refuge in Him, man, that sounds hard. That sounds difficult. And, uh, and that is basically what this verse is talking about. Uh, those two words, taste and see, are, are words of experience. A person who's experienced um, you know, a piece of fruit, let's say, they, they see it. They see the color of it. They see the beauty of the, 
uh, the fruit, but they've also tasted it. They've experienced it. It's nourished their bodies and it's been pleasing to them. Kind of that same imagery is used in this passage that David was able to experience and see God. And so he was encouraging people to taste and see God's goodness. But I don't think it's a mistake that it's tied to this idea of uh, a person who takes refuge in him being blessed. What does that mean by that taking refuge in him? Another translation of that might be uh, that you rely on God or you trust in God. Uh, The person who trusts in God is blessed because, and, and they get to experience the full goodness of God. They get to see the goodness of God. And so these ideas are kind of tied together. Um, the person who experiences being able to trust God and Him come through for them, they experience the true goodness of God because God is good all the time. But we really experience Him and it becomes really real to us when we experience His goodness in the midst of something really difficult that we're going through. Uh, so how do we rely on God? What are some things that we could practically do tomorrow if we decided I'm going to rely on God, I'm going to trust God? How do I do that? Well, one way that you can trust God is by praying to him. So in verse four, he says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. So obviously what he's talking about here is calling out to God for help in his time of need and God answering him. If we, if, we would, uh, if we would take everything that we have that we're concerned about, things that were going on in our lives, decisions that we're making to God, we would be trusting in Him. And we would probably experience a lot of what David experienced in his time of need. Another way that we can trust God is by, by staying within His boundaries. This is that idea of being uh, the fear of the Lord. And in verse 9 it says, Fear the Lord. For those who fear the Lord lack nothing. God provides for those who stay inside of his boundaries, even though it might be, a, it might be really difficult and uh, you know, be something where we feel like it's going to cost us something to stay inside of his boundaries. If we do it, God does provide and he blesses people who stay inside of his boundaries. So again, as, as you've seen God come through for you many times inside of his boundaries, the way he says to do things, um, you build that trust that God is going to come through for you. And we learn to rely on him. The third thing that you can do is actually something that's going to happen over time. If you continually trust in God in the different situations you're going through in your life, that trust is going to just grow. And so it becomes deeper as you've experienced him coming through from you for you over and over in all the different areas of your life. So these are three things that we can do. We can pray to him. We can stay inside of his boundaries. And then as we choose to do this over time, our trust in him grows. So these are three specific tools that will help you in developing trust in God. But for what? What are you going to do that you need to trust God in? Or what areas? David had a very specific uh, issue that he was dealing with in his life where he needed to trust God. Uh, but, but most of us aren't going to be running from kings or something like that this week. Uh, what do we need to trust God for? Well, there, there's lots of things that might come up. You might be thinking about uh, something going on in your work where you need to, uh, you need to trust God. Maybe there's an aspect to your relationship that's not doing very well, and, and you could really use some help. Maybe there's stress going on in your life. 
uh, financial issues, maybe thinking about something in the future and every time you think about it, you just get really worked up and, and afraid or stressed out. <clears throat> maybe your health is failing and that was like the one thing you could count on, but now it's falling apart. There's a lot of different things that could be going on, but uh, any area where you need God's guidance, provision, or protection is an area where we can choose to trust God. And honestly, I would love to say uh, that I've become just like this giant expert on trusting God, uh, but I'm still working in a lot of different ways. I've been following Christ for many years, and I've seen Him come through for me, but honestly, I still miss opportunities to trust God. And um, there's a lot of things when I look back on 2021, opportunities where I had to, to ask for God's help or His guidance, that I didn't take those opportunities. And I look back and I regret those things, because I know that, and, and actually, if I'm honest, I know the reason why I do that is, uh, number one, uh, it definitely is easier for me just to do it on my own, in my own mind, my own strength, all the things, my good ideas. But also, when I rely on God, when I trust God, I also have to trust Him that He has good for me, and He's not going to do something uh, that, that isn't going to be something that I want. Usually I don't pray to him because I, I, wanted, I want to make sure that I'm going to get what I want. And I can do that in my own strength, or I can at least try to do it in my own strength. But I've seen over and over that God is good, and I can trust him. So I'm still, I'm right, right there with you. I'm still working on uh, building my trust in him. Uh, but I have, uh, I do have one, uh, I, I do have a couple things that I was thinking about. Um, times when I've had to to trust God to come through. And one of them that I was thinking about was when I was considering uh, marrying Holly, uh, she and I uh, were dating all this kind of stuff. But um, honestly, my finances were not very good. Um, I had some lingering debt that I was having trouble paying off. Um, I wasn't making the kind of progress that I was hoping to make at my job. Uh, I felt a ton of pressure and stress. I work in sales, so that is, it can be very, very, very stressful. Uh, there were issues going on in my company that I was like thinking, well, you know, how am I going to possibly get this done when I don't know what I'm doing and these people don't know what they're doing? Uh, but over a span of about two years, um, I really started to trust God with my money. And a few different things happened. One, my income went up, which was awesome. Um, I got on a budget, which really, really helped me kind of whittle down the things that I was, I was doing that was uh, spending money on things I didn't really need. Um, I learned a ton about living inside of what God wants for my life. And even when it was hard, I made some decisions uh, that really pleased God. Uh, and they were hard, uh, but I saw the blessing that came from that. And I'm still working on uh, trusting God, but there's stories that I, I saw happen during that season and God coming through that um, no one could ever take from me because I experienced it myself. I tasted and I could see that God is good. And in fact, um, the money that I, um, that I put together to buy my wife's wedding ring, even it was a pretty amazing uh, just blessing that God gave to me during that season and so when I look at her wedding ring, I'm always reminded that God's good, that he is providing for us and he, he's going to lead our family and he's going to provide for our family. Even when things uh, don't seem like they can come together uh, during that season, I saw it come together. 
So looking, uh, looking to 2022, we have 363 more days left in this year. What are we gonna do with it? I'm really excited to see what can happen to us together as we trust God and watch Him come through for us and see what we experience. So as we wrap up, I'd like you to ask uh, to check out uh, three next steps. Maybe these would be good next steps for you. Maybe you've been on the fence about following Christ and you've been considering it, but you have questions and, um, and you've never taken that step to put your trust in Jesus Christ. I would encourage you to check that out. Maybe make this year, 2022, the year that you jump across that line and, and watch the blessings that he brings into your life. The second thing is take some time this week to pray for God's help in an area you feel pressure. And then uh, finally, get to know the Bible for yourself this year, what it says for yourself. Get to know the Bible for yourself uh, by reading the book of James. It's a short book. It's really easy to go through, uh, but I think there's going to be some things that you'll learn in there that'll be really encouraging to you. Uh, let's close with a word of prayer, and then we have one more thing. Dear God, we thank you so much uh, that we can know you through your word and that, um, like David, we can experience you. We can taste and see your goodness. God, you always come through for us. And so, Lord God, would you build our trust this year as we pray to you, as we stay within your bounds, as we experience your goodness over time. God, I pray that you would just grow our trust in you. Amen. If you're joining us for one of our watch parties today, we actually have two discussion questions for you. So if you're one of the hosts of one of those, room, of those uh, groups, um, maybe you can pause right now and we'll have two questions on the screen. Check it out.